today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Bianca Martin. UW is letting a student group do the talking on what's happening with the university's affirmative action policies. And will you be my neighbor? Madison honors activist Jeff Erlinger. It's Friday, September 29th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. Good morning, Madison. Hey, this is not a test. This is a weekly review of the news. Time to rocket from Demingway to Darbro Drive. Is that me or does that sound like a Robin Williams movie? Because you ain't heard a great Friday roundup like me. Hello, Bianca. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. Any mention of Robin Williams around me um, will bring me to tears immediately because I love him so much. Okay. Well, let's not do that. We need okay. to let's get, in, let's get into the news. So <laughs> you, you're up first today. What are you bringing to the table? Yes. I'll just ignore that rebuff of my emotional personhood over here. Uh <laughs> Crying is a beautiful thing. There's no crying on the roundup. First story today is about the fact that school is back, but for UW-Madison, not necessarily business as usual. Why? Well, the U.S. Supreme Court shot down affirmative action back in June, right? So specifically ruling that race-conscious admissions were unconstitutional. So there have been a ton of folks, including us, right, across the spectrum, eagerly awaiting and watching UW. Like, how are they going to adapt to this? We talked about this yeah. back in June, yeah. Yes, so it was like, holy smokes. Um, really big change because, obviously, affirmative action has been on the books for decades, so there are a lot of practices and, you know, that big shift. And not to mention State Assembly Speaker Robin Voss has decried DEI-related expenditures at UW as a great injustice to the state. So we've got some news, though, this week about the university and their plans. The Black Power Coalition Group put out a statement Monday after meeting with the university um, with updates. And just to note, that's a group of UW students that's, that started back in May after that like viral video of the white student making super violent anti-Black comments spread across the campus and the world, unfortunately. But this group got some updates on UW's plans about navigating their new limitations and, and goals for diversity. So those are that they will continue awarding diversity, equity, and inclusion scholarships. They will need to administer race-neutral fee waivers for admissions materials and admissions. So it can't be basically you know, we're giving you this fee waiver because you are black or, or, you know, Latino. They can do it for financial hardship. Exactly. But they still collect the data. But those things. Um, and um, also that the university is going to need will need to obtain approval for diversity questions in any admissions materials. So who's doing that approval is unclear. But hey, this is some news, Dylan. Man, we've been trying. We've been wondering what's going on, trying to get the chancellor on for a minute. Yeah, well, and what all these universities are going to do in in the wake of that Supreme Court decision, um, we we asked, and it's basically the UW didn't tell us anything. It seemed like they were figuring it out. But okay, so the 
this was from an article in the Daily Cardinal, and the student group was the one who put out a statement. And there is a UW communications official who basically says, yep, we appreciate them doing this. But isn't it like, why isn't the university saying this stuff? Yeah, it feels like mom is the word from them. It does seem kind of interesting that they're like, thank you for your leadership. <laughs> and we, we've seen the statement. And yes, that is accurate. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it, there's probably some disincentives for the university speaking really openly about their plans while they're still figuring it out. Uh, that's it. Of, of course, we want to know. <laughs> so journalism is we want to know what's happening and the students want to know. You know, it's kind of it's a really big change. Yeah, when we talked to that university, um, he's retired now, but that political science professor, Howard Sweber, I mean, his read on that whole Supreme Court case was, yes, it struck down affirmative action, but it also put these huge loopholes that he thought, you know, universities like UW would be able to you know, essentially carry on what they were doing before. Maybe they just like throw up some extra barriers and have to be less, I guess, overt about it. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine, you know, that's what everyone, I don't want to say everyone's looking for loopholes to get around strictures they don't want to follow, but I'm sure they're under, trying to learn their purview and what's possible. Um, one quote is, you know, they're basically going to do everything that they can to comply with the court's decision and guidance from the federal departments of justice and education. Meanwhile, they still want to promote diversity. That's the stated mission of theirs. I don't envy them right now because it's not only this happening about their admissions process, but also um, around DEI programs. Assembly Speaker Voss has chosen to grind his axe on DEI programs, looking to cut and eliminate them as possible, including a state-run scholarship program. And he's been unsuccessful so far, but now he's holding up wages for UW employees and, until he gets his way. Yeah. So that's a lot to navigate. <laughs> Chancellor Mnookin, it's her first year. It's just a lot, especially, you know, looking obviously at the grand scheme of everything after George Floyd and the conversations around race. I'm, you know, we didn't hear from the university. You know, we heard from this, the Black Power Coalition. Can I say I'm impressed with them? I'm impressed with them in the sense that they mean business. Um, and at least they've, they've held conversations, I guess, with not only university administrators, but local and state officials, including the Milwaukee mayor uh, and the represent representative Sheila Stubbs in Madison. Like they are trying to build this group. The university has has met with the Black Coalition a number of times over the summer. And, and they're the ones informing us. And the good journalists at the Daily Cardinal. So shout out to them because they've been doing good work already. Keep it up, Badgers. <laughs> Semester's just started. So, hey. Yeah, a lot going on at the, the University of Wisconsin, uh, UW-Madison. And we'll keep you updated. But now let's just take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about some more news. Before we wrap up today, we'll end on a very positive note about <laughs> a Madisonian that brought a lot of inspiration and was just an amazing person. And his name was Jeff Erlinger, and he died in 2007 at the age of 36. Everyone should know his name. They just named an accessible playground at Rennenbaum Park after him. So Jeff was active in local politics, including serving on several city committees. And he ran for a seat on the Common Council, and he was instrumental in gaining accessible taxi cab service in Madison. So he used an electric wheelchair from a very young age. And when he was 10 years old, 
He was a guest on the Mr. Rogers show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh my gosh, yes, it's beautiful. So he went on the show to explain how his wheelchair worked and, and, and why he needed it. And this segment ended up being extremely impactful for Fred Rogers and Jeff. Like Fred Rogers kind of cited this as like one of his favorite moments uh, in, the, in his long career. And the, the segment with Jeff in Mr. Rogers was in the Mr. Rogers documentary, which is excellent and people should check out. I didn't know that this man was from here and had this legacy here. I mean, that I've seen that in their relationship with Fred Rogers and everything. This is I'm so glad that you brought this forward. Yeah, and it's so great that the city uh, honored uh, Jeff in, by, by naming this playground after him. The segment between Jeff and Mr. Rogers, what's incredible about it is it, from all accounts, it just seems like they improvise like a song right there on the spot. So I, I just thought we'd wrap up the show today by playing a clip from the documentary. And the first voices you'll hear are from Jeff's parents. He told Jeff before they started that they would have a chat and then sing a song together. I think he said we might sing a song, yeah. I remember. Because yeah. I mean, I was sort of surprised. What, he's going to start singing a song? Well, you know, this is totally not even what song. But it's you I like the way you are right now. The way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your fancy chair, that's just beside you. And it is you I like, Jeff. Thanks. And there must be times when you do feel blue. Uh-huh. I'm not feeling blue right now, though. Me neither. <laughs> I'm so glad that you came today. Thanks. I remember asking one of, the, one of the staff people that was there, well, you know, what do you think? Did it go okay? So, Don't. This is good. This is good. <laughs> that was Madison activist uh, Jeff Erlinger with Mr. Rogers from a clip from the 1980s. Just nice to see a Madisonian honored in this way. So check out the, the new accessible playground at Renenbaum Park. We started this out, Dylan. You said no crying on the roundup, and then you're ending with this. <laughs> I didn't actually cry, but um, man. Well, watch that Mr. Rogers documentary. And what? Uh, I watched that. I- <laughs> you will cry. You will, you will cry. It's. Oh, you're talking to the you who's listening. Yes. Uh, yeah, I definitely saw that in theaters. Mr. Rogers for life. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. Bianca Martin is your host. We're produced this week by AKL Moment, Elizabeth Kama, Molly Stentz, and me, Dylan Brogan. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. You can also get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes, written by our newsletter editor, Haley Sperling. A quick note. Bianca is moderating a panel discussion as part of the Band Books Con this Sunday, October 1st from 2 to 3.30 at the Sun Prairie Public Library. That conversation will be all about the principles of intellectual freedom and the growing pressures for censorship in schools and in libraries. See our show notes for details. If you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with your neighbor? See you back here Monday morning with more news from around the city. Until then...